It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome into the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA. Happy Friday afternoon. 547-1610 is the number if you'd like to get involved. Also, via email, 610-KONA.com, bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. And we're on Twitter at Bottom Line 610, on Parlor at the Bottom Line 610. Rob and Ed hanging with you. Coming up in the 4 o'clock hour, we'll talk with... Senate Republican leader Mark Schessler uh, about the events of the last week or so and uh, see where we are potentially on a special session. But, you know, with 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 all the things that we've seen in Seattle over the course of the last few days, the, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, the president weighing in, Mayor Jenny Durkin earlier saying this could be another summer of love in Seattle, the Autonomous Zone, a summer of love. Yeah. Uh, Jay Inslee avoiding commenting on it. Um, because he didn't know. I, yeah, because he didn't know. Um, I, I noticed a few things on social media from people on this side of the state who suggested that we we now have our answer for separating from the West Side. Oh, all this time, since 1893, 1894, the East Side has been trying to separate from the West Side through legislative means, petitions, signature gathering, all this stuff. Why don't we just get a couple counties to declare themselves autonomous zones? Because the governor's not doing anything about the one on Capitol Hill. The mayor of Seattle's not doing anything about it. So if the governor's not doing anything about the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, then he, he won't do anything about the Liberty Autonomous Zone, right? Or the Eastern Washington Autonomous Zone, or anything like that. I mean, there are people throwing it out there. And now, granted, I'm, I'm not in any way, shape, or form saying that this is necessarily a good idea. It's an idea. But it's... But, but it's 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 interesting in the aspect that you have something taking place in Seattle that no element of leadership in this state is doing anything about. So if you were to peacefully protest in eastern Washington and say, well... Franklin County is now an autonomous zone from the state of Washington. Yeah. Benton, Franklin, Adams, Grant, I mean, Spokane, whoever, whoever wants Columbia, to join, right? they're autonomous zones. Whoever wants to join, who wants to be a part of the autonomous zone? We're going to be an autonomous zone in eastern Washington. We're doing it peacefully. That's right. We're doing it peacefully. We're peacefully going to become an autonomous zone. Would there be a different reaction from Governor Inslee at that point if if 
Well, you and I both know the answer to that question. Well, then, if there's going to be a different reaction to that, then you would expect there to be a similar action to Capitol Hill, right? No. I mean, if if all th- if all is fair in love and war... Nah, there you go. It's not fair. It's not even. Nor do does anybody profess it to be that way. You know, the, this whole notion that, you know, what's good for us is good for them. No. No. The... We've seen time and again, especially in this state, Oregon, in other states, you know, do as I say, not as I do. And there is preferential treatment to different areas of the state, certain industries in the state. Boeing got a sweetheart deal from Inslee. Why? Because they bring a ton of money into the the state's economy, ton of employees and whatnot. I understand this is that. Not, no, nothing is, this is not, this isn't fair. This isn't equal. So as as interesting as that idea sounds, and, and I, I'm, I, I don't poo-poo the idea that people are talking about it, but your question was, you know, would we be treated the same? No, 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 not at all, because... Again, it goes to ideological differences. If you if you are in line with the ideology of whichever party is in charge, wherever you are, you can do whatever you want. And maybe it's not as blunt and overt as that, but behind the scenes, you can do whatever you want. Look, it happens in, in Republican-led states, too. That's the power of politics. That's why elections are so important. And yes, elections do have consequences, uh, pro and con, all across the state and across the country. So no, I if if um, if we wanted to try to pull something like that over here. Um, Inslee would probably activate the National Guard and not just to answer phone calls, you know, or to uh, to get up to speed on on uh, unemployment benefits, you know, for people. Um, he wouldn't stand for that for one second. But it's a group of people that he wants to have them vote for him in the election. So he is going to let them do whatever they want. The tricky part, though, is, and this is uh, uh, fair warning, before the show is over, I'm going to go on a rant. You think this is a rant? I've got a rant (laughs) planned. I've got a rant planned that goes along those lines. And I'll just say, some people aren't going to like it. And, And I love you all out there, but I don't care. This It needs to be said. That's going to be a little bit later on. For now, we have this autonomous zone. And you know what's not being talked about, Rob? Because I, I don't, you know, for whatever reason, I mean, Seattle is bigger than Portland, but there's a group in Portland that's done kind of the same thing. It's not as big of an right. area. Uh, it, does, it hasn't been done with as much fanfare. But yeah, Antifa people have blocked off a part of Portland. And I know people are out there saying, so that's not news. (laughs) Antifa took over Portland years ago. Uh, But there's the same thing is going on there. And don't be surprised if you start seeing 
that same type of thing happen in other places around the country. Five four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven one six. I've never teased a rant before, by the no, way. No, you haven't. But I, I'm feeling it today. I'm feeling the rant building. You know, whatever. I mean, obviously, this has now hit the national level. Um, it's been covered for the last two days, um, particularly on your cable news channels. Um. Depending on, and of course we know that this has been a round-the-clock situation, not just a uh, 9 to 5 and then all the wonderful people go to sleep when the sun goes down. Uh, A lot of the photos that you're seeing by one side show, uh, oh, see, everybody's just sitting around having lunch in a park during the day, and then there's other photos at night where it's not as friendly. Um, Regardless of what is happening and how it's happening, and what people are doing, you're still talking about taking property that doesn't belong to you, that is not, quote, yours, and you have hijacked it. And you have hijacked property within that is the property of other people, be it a business or be it the city or be it anything else. So this is not, uh, this is not a block party, as, as Jenny Durkin so... Uh, inadequately put the other day there's no permit for the autonomous zone you're up on the bottom line news radio 610 k1a your name where are you calling from uh john from kennewick what's up john you know just like you said this is totally not okay i mean this is opening the door for anybody that decides they want to protest to literally break the law and then possibly later on come back and have a lawsuit against if people do do something about it totally ridiculous Thanks for the call, John. Appreciate the comments. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? It's Chuck from West Richland. What's going on, Chuck? Hey, you know, um, I don't want to talk too much about, about how the first thing these leftists did was build a wall and, and, and man armed guards around it to protect their, their autonomous zone. But um, what I really want to discuss was, and, and it's, it's really, really funny how they've done this, is nobody's really talking about the violence that's being done inside that zone uh, there are people getting beaten i i've got i know people are tweeting about it there are people getting shook down for money on a regular basis um and how how is that i mean but, when when 27 ranchers took over an empty federal building a year and a half ago or so um all of these liberals lost their minds well but chuck keep in mind haven't you seen all the flyovers and all the wonderful pictures at nine o'clock in the morning when there's nobody out there and everybody's just peaceful that's what this is isn't it well here's the thing appreciate the call and before we go to the next call here's the here's part of the equation they are checking people before they come in They're checking right? ids right so they are being in the very beginning they weren't they were not letting any media in there at all right slowly but surely more media has has come in i saw an interesting tweet from uh one of the uh the the main people at uh king five in seattle the nbc uh, tv station in seattle he was allowed in but he had an armed person shadow him the entire time that he was there and yeah let's go to the phones here up on the bottom line yeah who's this where are you calling from hi it's joe i'm in pasco joe what's what's up? Up? so i um i i uh heard this going on the other day over there and 
this autonomous zone is like ridiculous to me. And I do like the idea that we should just declare ourselves autonomous. If you think uh, Inslee knows what's going on a few miles up the road, doesn't know that, he's not ever going to figure out what's going on over a mountaintop. Beyond that, um, I called Jenny Durkin's office the other day, uh, and I told her, I said, ma'am, I don't want to be rude, and I don't want to want this to come off wrong, but you're the biggest idiot I've ever heard of in my life. If you think this doesn't set a dangerous precedent by allowing people to commandeer U.S. property, city property, and you close down the only police station that could have stopped it because you think they're right, you're going to have more problems than you can imagine in, in a week put an end to this. And I said, I hope you have a great day, and I hope everything goes your way, but I'm sitting here watching this, and this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Joe. By the way, there's some pictures floating around of a person in the zone who apparently either is an undercover police officer or maybe a police officer that agrees with the movement. I don't know. But it says there's a feral pig roaming the AZ endangering peaceful citizens. He's just walking around with his hands in his pocket. This SOB is at the AZ. Kick him out. That's very peaceful, by the way. Yes. Very peaceful. Do as I say, not as I do. Back with more after this. Can't get in by phone? Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610kona. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610kona. The phone number is 547 1610 if you would like to get involved. Go into the phones. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610kona. Your name, where are you calling from? Yeah, this is Roy. I'm from Richland. What's up, Roy? You know, I'm a United States military veteran. I've taken an oath, and I try to take that oath seriously, and I still try to carry it with me today as being a veteran, regardless who's in office as a president or a governor and whatnot. But what maybe you can make something out of this. You've got two elected officials. Both of them have taken a constitutional oath, one being the mayor, who made a comment that she's protecting their First Amendment rights, meaning the people that are occupying uh, Capitol Hill. I mean, okay, great. But I believe that got thrown out the door once they illegally occupied that area. I mean, who are they? I mean, she's not even protecting the residents that live there. I know two people who live at, in Capitol Hill, and they left because they're afraid. Where, where's the, where, you know, where's the fairness in that? Why is she not protecting the residents that do not want that occupation? Roy, thank you for your service, first of all. Absolutely. And thank you for continuing to live by the oath that you took. Here's the thing. <clears throat> With elected officials, particularly in the state of Washington, um, not all elected officials in the state can be impeached. Some can be removed by city councils. Some can be recalled. Mm -hmm. Resignation is always an option. But when you have a situation like you do there, okay, and and we talked with um, one of our friends over at Como the other day, Jeff Pogelin, asked about the move to remove Jenny Durkin from office. He wasn't sure that they had the six votes that they needed. So unless a recall petition is started, uh, Jenny Durkin has no fear of leave, of being removed from office. And the same thing with Jay Inslee. Now, Inslee is up for election this year. 
and it could wind up reflecting negatively on him at the ballot box. But when you don't have a fear of being recalled, because a recall needs to go to the voters, so if you don't believe that there's enough voters out there to recall you, nor do you think that there'll be enough signatures gathered in time and approved by a judge to get it on the ballot, and you can't be impeached, or there doesn't seem, in the case of Jenny Durkin, that the council's going to remove you, you have no need to do anything other than what you think most of the public wants done. It's not just about breaking the law. Somebody actually has to take a step to remove you. You're up in the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? Sean from Benton City. What's up, Sean? Hey, so along those same lines, I, I heard, I don't know if it's true, but uh, United States Attorney General William Barr said you have 96 hours, and this was a couple of days ago, to clear this up. And if not, then you will. Does he have any authority to arrest Miss Jenny? Jay or even Bob Ferguson, the attorney general for the for Washington State for for not for not upholding their 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 job description and like defending uh, the Constitution of the United States and the state of Washington. I'm just just wondering about that. If if he, what kind of authority does does uh, Barr have to have this problem go away? Well, Sean, it all depends on if the president decides to invoke the Insurrection Act. Yes, if he does that, then all bets are off, and that opens up, again, the the, the possibility to send federal uh, military in there to physically remove those people, and it opens up the possibility for A.G. Barr to do something on the legal front. As far as the, the, the three names that you rattled off, um, first and foremost would be Jenny Durkin. It's her city. Um, you know, I, Bob Ferguson would probably not be touched. Um, Jay Inslee, doubtful. I mean, this is this is a, a problem in her, in Jenny Durkin's city. So hard to say. There's been a lot of talk about this whole insurrection uh, law being invoked. You know, the Insurrection Act, okay, and, and there are people that have been on the other side of it that said, well, the uh, the Posse Comitatus Act of 1876 says he can't do it. No, the Insurrection Act is an exception to that. Yeah. Where the, the Posse Comitatus Act limits the use of military personnel for law enforcement in the United States, but the Insurrection Act, which was passed in 1807, is an exception to that. Yes. So he does have the ability. However, it does not say anything in the Act that the Attorney General of the United States has the ability to prosecute anyone in regard to the situation. Maybe not for insurrection, period, but right. I'm sure there could be something else. You know, like, but, the, like the caller said, violating their oath or something like that, possibly. It's been invoked 20 times in U.S. history. The last time was during the Rodney King riots in Los Angeles. Oh. George W. Bush, or George H.W. Bush, invoked the Insurrection Act during the Rodney King riots in L.A. County. Uh, That is the last time that the Insurrection Act was used. It was done four times by Lyndon Johnson during the riots in 67 and 68. Kennedy used it three times. So... Well, the 60s were pretty... 
unstable. They for were many, pe- I thought for, they were peaceful. Well, some were and oh. some weren't, okay. just kind of like today. So I guess we'll see what happens. The Insurrection Act is on the table, but will the president use it? We'll talk about that element and that, that, that political football when we come back. Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610, KONA, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509 547 1610. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610, KONA, 547 1610 is the number if you'd like to get involved. And if you're looking at your roof thinking to yourself, it's about time for a new one, don't necessarily get the checkbook out yet. Call the guys at RoofMax and have them come over, give you a free estimate, a free look at your roof, because you might not need a new one. In fact, you might need RoofMax's application to give you another 5, 10, maybe 15 years on the life of your roof. State-of-the-art application that was created at Patel Laboratories and Ohio State University that pretty much... Well, it does. It reinvigorates your roof. It puts the oils back in that it needs to help fight against brutal summers and tough winters. Contact RoofMax today for a free estimate and a look at your roof to find out if you need a new roof or a RoofMax application, which will save you 15 to 20%, or which only costs, I should say, 15 to 20% what a new roof will. Contact RoofMax today. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 k What's your name? Where are you calling from? Sparky Umatella. What's up, Sparky? Hey, hold on to your socks. Can I start the rant first? <laughs> Fire away, man. Hey, um, this is going to sound cruel, but the people on the west side are getting what they deserve when they vote in those people, because I'd like to see eastern Oregon and Washington. I've been through this, this thing before. If somebody would start a vacation fund, a one-way trip, put these loonies on a plane and take them to North Korea or Iran and dump them off and leave them there. Okay, there's my rant, guys. <laughs> Appreciate it, Sparky. 547-1610-509-547-1610. Keep in mind, let, let, lest us not forget, that there is a, a very beautiful statue of Lenin in Seattle, too. So, you know, this whole socialist, communist idea is already there. It's it's already there. You have a socialist, at least one, Shama Sawant on the Seattle City Council. So this is, you know, this, we could have seen this coming from a mile away. I mean, honestly. And it was, it was almost like they were waiting for the match to light the wick. By the way, as we're continuing to see this increase anti-police sentiment, King County Metro has ended their shuttle service for the Seattle Police Department. Ended their shuttle service. Yes, they would bus police officers to areas that they needed to, whether it was peaceful protests, seafare, different things like that. Yeah. They'd be able to go through Metro directly. They said, nope, not anymore. They'll have hmm. to go through Office of Emergency Management now. I wonder how much of that is Jenny Durkin and how much, how much of it is just dominoes that are falling. Don't know. Let's go to the phones. But it's you're unfortunate. Up on, you're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Bob from Umatilla. Well, what's hey, on your mind? You know, what's going on in Seattle, what is, what, look what happened in um, Central Oregon a few years back with them ranchers. He, he met his fate with a bullet from the feds. But it's okay for them to do that in Seattle, but what's 
them ranchers did fighting over rangelands? The the biggest difference between the two, and a couple of people have brought this up, and I've seen a few comparisons. The biggest difference between the two is that what happened in Oregon was on federal land. Yes, they were taking on the feds. Yes, that was on federal land. It's it's a different situation than what we're seeing here because they have taken over six city blocks on Capitol Hill inside the city of Seattle. If they were to go to a federal park in, C- in, in the state of Washington and do that, then you're talking a similar situation between what happened with the Bundys and the federal government. That was a straight push against the federal government. Yes. Not what it's a little bit different than what we're seeing here, which is why you saw the feds after waiting for a little while, you eventually saw the feds get involved. And and I I appreciate the call, and and we talked a little bit about it yesterday too. And it's, um, it is, it it is, I get why people are asking about it, absolutely, and uh, especially in this, in this region. But, um, yeah, there is, there is a pretty big distinction, and and you kind of touched on it. When those people took over the federal lands, like you said, the government kind of let them do their thing for a little bit, and then they said, okay, enough is enough, and they went in, got resistance, we know what happened. In this case on Capitol Hill, the jurisdiction, which is the city of Seattle, has said, we're cool with you doing what you're doing. So there, right now, there isn't going to be any pushback, there isn't going to be any confrontation, Unless you want to see where King County stands on it. I mean, King County might, but probably not, have a have something to say about that. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Larry from Benton City. Hi, Larry. What's on your mind? My main concern, and I don't know if it's been addressed yet, is I know if there's emergencies or fires in some of the bigger towns, uh, Fire departments, sometimes, and emergency personnel won't respond until police officers arrive because they're fearful that there may be, that they could be under attack. And I was just wondering if that had been discussed yet or if anybody has raised that as an issue. The only thing that we know regarding that, and thanks for the call, is that even though the police department is not operating out of the East Precinct building, they're still handling 911 calls, and Police Chief Carmen Best said that their response time is averaging 15 minutes. For places outside of the zone. Yes, for places outside of the zone. Inside the zone, they're not going in. No, they are And police aren't. and, and, and uh, firefighters, and, and they're not going in either. No. And so here's here's the question, and, and maybe, you know, it happens over the weekend. They've been at it now for a few days, a handful of days, and what happens and I think this is what the caller was getting at. What happens when they have an actual emergency there? Will they then let the police in? Probably not. They have their own armed, for lack of a better term, militia, who is armed and guarding the borders and enforcing the laws, whatever they might be in in that summer of love that they have. But what if somebody gets shot? What if a major fire breaks out? There are residential housing units on Capitol Hill that are within the boundaries. Nobody asked them if they wanted to be a part of this. Will If there is a house fire or an emergency at one of those homes, do they get to call 911? 
and and will the will the will the protesters or who whatever you want to call them will they allow emergency responders in for that you know is something is going to happen and and that question will be answered unfortunately well fortunately there hasn't been anything of that magnitude yet but it's just a matter of time before some sort of a law enforcement or medical emergency happens within that zone and Seattle police and Seattle emergency first responders are either not going to respond or won't be allowed to respond, or they will. We'll see. 547 here on the bottom line. Here's the part of this that becomes the political football, and that is the president and what he has said that he may do versus the governor and what he has not said really much of anything about. It comes down to November, and it comes down to perception. If the pre- Now, the president knows he is not going to win Washington State. I think most people have a pretty good idea that unless something drastic happens, and maybe Jay Inslee's actions here could help the president win Washington State, but I think that's highly unlikely. The president knows he's not going to win Washington State. The president, and I'm sure his advisors, are probably well aware that Jay Inslee is up for re-election. The longer the federal government goes without using the Insurrection Act, yes, there are cries from people in this state begging for him to do so, and outside this state. The longer he goes without doing it, the further this devolves the more the pressure is on Inslee to do something. And the longer Inslee goes without doing something, and the situation continues to go the direction it's going, and let's face it, it will get worse, because these are not self-sustainable people. This is not a country. These are people that are going to need to rely on outside sources to get them things. Well, they already are reaching out for food and and And, and, and generators and... and all kinds of other stuff and so on and so forth. Now, when the businesses that are in there, now, fortunately for the businesses, you know, they're not turning the power off or anything like that until maybe the mayor says, well, I think maybe we need to turn the electricity off. We need to, we need to, we need to zap that part of the grid and, and shut it down. Then maybe you see something happen. Or the governor orders it to happen. Um, but the longer this goes on, the more people in King County begin to question whether or not they're going to vote for Jay Inslee. And it may have happened already. It may have already begun with the comments that he's not made, other than, I wasn't aware of that. He stands a real chance of having a larger percentage of voters in King County vote against him than for him. Common sense people, which there are in King County and there are in that area, people who want their regular lives, people who want to be able to resume some element of normalcy in an era in a time where we don't have a lot of it, are going to eventually see the lack of leadership and are going to cast their votes somewhere else. The longer this goes on, the worse it is for Jay Inslee. Not the worse it is for President Trump, the worse it is for Jay Inslee. He is the governor of this state. So there are people watching this and looking at his lack of leadership lack of engagement, lack of everything. And there will be people in King County 
that will not vote for him based on this particular situation. Five four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven one six ten. We mentioned this either yesterday or the day before. I I happen to believe that for better or for worse, that is Trump's strategy. Oh, I, it, I agree. It started with the virus outbreak, and it's it's moved seamlessly almost into this situation. Protesters, uh, some of whom were, are violent and were violent and will be violent, but places like. Michigan and Washington, California, some of these other places where calls and questions have been made. Well, why isn't the president doing more? Well, number one, states do have rights. States do have rights and the states do have quite a bit of independence built into them. Number two, and more to the issue, is just that. Whether whether these governors and mayors are up for re-election or not, I believe that Trump is is playing them and and forcing their hand by not stepping in and not taking the dare and again shining a light on the situation. Everyone in the country can see what's going on in in Capitol Hill area of Seattle. Everyone sees it. See, here's another example of of why you you probably have a bunch of World of Warcraft players operating the autonomous zone. Um, they don't realize that they actually, by declaring themselves an autonomous zone and separate from the United States of America, still think that they have they're going to get things that they ask for from government. Uh, one of them hit social media and said, "Well." If Mayor Durkin doesn't provide us porta potties and this and this, then we're just gonna right here. You took over six city blocks and you declared yourself autonomous. Now maybe you might have to go look that word up, find out what it means. <laughs> but autonomous means that you operate independently. You're on your own. So the mayor doesn't have to give you any porta potty so you can continue to play fort on six blocks in Capitol Hill. My money is she'll do it anyway, though. Well, of course she will because she's Jenny Durkin, but and she wants to be a part but, of the summer of love. But 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 you want them to give you and you took away, which is not exactly the plan. It's socialism, though. Hook up with the bottom line on Twitter at bottomline610. Now, back to the show, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547-1610. The number, if you'd like to get involved, going right to the phones. You're up on the line. What's your name? Where are you calling from? name is Adam. Just wanted to let you know, the last two weeks have been marching. Have you seen the progress they've been going? Like the NFL, now they realize they were wrong, and now you got NASCAR taking out the Confederate flag, and you got school districts in, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in Denver, the school district already uh, out, took the police out. Iowa, the governor already signed uh, uh, something for the police reform. I mean, there's changes going with the protests. Yes, we got some bad eggs. I'm not going to say nothing. That's bad. But there's protests, and it's going to keep on going. It's going to go the whole year. I can guarantee you that. It's not going to stop until. They get what they want. And, that, and the only way he's going to do it, by protest, you go back into 50s and 60s, how it was back then. 
And thanks for the call, Adam. And some of those things that you mentioned, yes, are positive. I don't necessarily agree that pulling police officers out of school is positive. Um, I, I don't. I don't think that's going to make anything safer in a school. That's my opinion. Um, but you do go back to the to the fifties and the sixties, and um, they definitely were different. Those protests were different at that time. Um, there was some violence. A lot of that violence came from people that didn't think they had a business protesting. Uh, nobody today says that there that people do not have a do not have a a reason or a right to peacefully protest. We all agree that peaceful protest can create and make changes. But don't confuse peaceful peaceful protest with public pressure. That there's there's also there's a different element there as well. If if there wasn't certain pressures applied in certain places, some of the organizations like the NFL and so on and so forth would not have backpedaled. So um, that doesn't mean that they all of a sudden got a conscience. That means they're afraid they might lose money. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? That's Dick calling from Kennewick. What's on your mind, Dick? Hey, you know, uh, there's a huge military installation just down the road from Seattle called Lewis McCord. Well, they could stop this in a heartbeat. You go down there and get a couple hundred of those soldiers and bring them up there, equip them with riot gear, and tell them to go in there and move them out. And those that didn't get moved out, bust their heads and send them to the hospital. And that stopped this thing in a matter of 30 minutes, guaranteed. Thanks for the call, Dick. Uh, we take the Insurrection Act to do that, which is something the president has not used at this point in time. I think that if you did go in that direction right now, you know, as, as our previous caller alluded to, there are some bad eggs. There are. There are also some good eggs. And I think if we've learned any lesson throughout history, we go back and we look at Selma. We look at Kent State. Uh, we look at Tiananmen Square. I think we've seen enough instances in our history where you have had situations that going in and taking the ultimate action and and going in with significant force, you don't come out on the right side of history. Um, You know, you can use authority to turn around and say, okay, this is done, time to break this up, do it in a manner that is not going to lead hopefully, to any loss of life. But just going in and bulldozing is not going to get the desired result. Um, and everything today, let's be honest, even even those instances we mentioned, you didn't have social media. You didn't have a camera on every cell phone. You didn't have uh, all of the means and the ways today to make something like that last forever. So... Whatever actions, if they are taken, I, I'm guessing that the mayor and the governor think they can sit this out and wait this out, and eventually they'll finish up and leave. But I think our previous caller may have been right in the one aspect that in Seattle, this could last the rest of the year. I mean, they don't seem ready to go home just yet. It could last quite a bit longer until there is some response from either Jenny Durkin or Jay Inslee. Well, if they keep getting supplies that they're asking for, and you're right, if there's if there's really nobody to tell them no, then yeah, in Seattle and in Portland and places like that, it probably will continue on.
Back with more of the Bottom Line, News Radio 610 KONA. Next hour, we are going to speak with Senate Republican Leader Mark Schessler from the 9th Legislative District. Stick around.